thy God. Verse number two, and if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Verse three, blessed shall thou be in the city, and blessed shall thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, and the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shall thou be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessings upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thy hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Verse 9, the Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself as he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, in the fruit of thy cattle, in the fruit of thy ground, in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers to give thee. Verse 12, the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto the land in a season, and to bless all the work of thine hand, and thou shalt lend unto many nations, and shall not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken, here that word is again, if thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. Verse 14, And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day in the, in the right hand or to, to the left to go after other gods to serve them. Verse 15, But it shall come to pass if thou wilt not, here it is again, hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and do all his commandments and his statutes which I command thee this day that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. All right. First order of business, get comfortable. Okay. So it's very lengthy. Goes into a lot of detail here. I'm not going to read every curse that, that follows along, but, but watch as the scripture details every blessing. Your towns, your fields will be blessed. Your children <clears throat> and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and your flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and, and bread boards will be blessed. Now, has anybody got a fruit basket at home? Just us? Are we the only one that's got something that every now and then you place a banana in or some apples? Or, yeah, I, I knew that there's more of you. You're just bashful. <clears throat> I'm going to need your help tonight. And so the breadboards. You know, I guess, I guess that's where after the, it was, the bread was, was baked, they'd set it out on a board. Anybody ever set anything out on a board or out on a plate or something? Sure. 
And so, so notice it just goes into detail of everything of their lives would be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, God said you'll be blessed. Now, <clears throat> it goes on and on and even gives more detail than what I've read to you because there's a lot of blessings there. But it, then it says, if you don't hearken unto the voice of the Lord, your God, to observe, to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall be upon thee and overtake thee. And now it goes into the same way. I didn't read it, but it same way that it gave the blessings. Cursed shall be your field. Cursed shall be uh, the city. Cursed are your kids. And, and it goes on and on and on and lists everything. The blessings promised, but it also lists the curses. Now, let's cover verse number one one more time. If thou shalt hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments. What does hearken mean? Anybody? Listen, but more than listen. Listen and obey. Very good. Not only to listen, but to do what is said. Now, <clears throat> not only to hear, but to do. The, the Word of God, what does it say? Be you not just hearers of the law, but also doers of the law. Now, the word bless carries tremendous possibilities into the life of everyone that is listening to me tonight. Tremendous possibilities that the word carries. Every one of us, if you could ask us, would we like to be blessed of God? What would we say? Obviously. I don't know of anybody that would not want God to bless them. And so when we look at this, it's so important in the eyes of God that it is listed in the scriptures. I, I, you know, many times I'll get with this new iPad, I've got my strongest concordance in it, so it's easy to go to it. And, and, but there's some times that, you know, you, you can't do justice to it. And so you got to get the big book out, the Strong's exhaustive concordance. It's, mine's blue, about this big, this thick, about this wide. And so I looked up every, <clears throat> I probably could have uh, Googled it, but I chose to do it the old-fashioned way. I may miss one or two, but I've got most of them. Blessed, bless, blesseth, blessedness, uh, blessing, blessings, all these different words for bless or blessed. There are a whopping 523 times that this says this in, in the Bible. So you think it's important? 523 times. Perhaps I missed one or two. Perhaps there's more. Perhaps there's a couple less. <clears throat> but I think the most important thing we can do is have an understanding of what blessed really is. Okay. Here's your chance. What do you think blessed is? Favor with God? Somebody else? 
Having your needs met? Needs met? Yes. Somebody else. Blessed. What, what does blessed mean to you? Anybody else? Think just a moment. Brother Lindsay. Okay. Yeah. I think that's, that's a valuable part. Uh, let, me, let me ask you something. <clears throat> uh, respond to me completely what you think and not just what you think I want to hear. Okay? All right? Blessed. What, what is blessed? What's, a, what's an example of a blessed life? Okay, Crystal, I, having a good job. Mm -hmm. Healthy family, yes. Yes, being grateful. Uh -huh. Amen, they bought a house today, or this week. I don't know if it was today or not. All right, awesome. Anybody else? Sister Lindsay. In God's favor, yes. So <clears throat> we've heard a, a lot of different things about what blessed means. And everybody that said anything is right. Because we, we understand that's, that's what blessed means. But but let's look at it according to Strong's concordance. It's to bless God as an act of adoration. Okay? To bless God. What, did, what were almost all of our thoughts about us, right? And which is, which is correct. That is, it is right. Every one of them is right. That's part of it. But it's just, it, I, I, I've never seen this. I'd, I'd, never, I'd never looked at this. And uh, never, even, never even thought about this. But first of all, it's to us to bless God as an act of adoration and to receive the same in kind from the Lord as a benefit. And so <clears throat> some people would describe blessed as highly favored or fortunate. And many of you have said exactly that, and that's what it means. But according to the Oxford Advanced Learner's Dictionary, it means made holy, consecrated, endowed with divine favor and protection. Included in divine favor and protection is also God's giving grace for every situation that we go through. For everything that we face, every trial that we have, every heartbreak that we go through, divine grace has been given. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost when I say that. Did you not realize divine grace from God Almighty is bestowed upon us before the tragedy, before the event even takes place? Remember, in verse 1, and also again in verse 15, 
Blessings are tied to obeying the commandments of God. What is the most important thing that we're commanded of God to do? Oh, wait just a minute. Besides repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, and filling of the Holy Ghost, what is the most important thing we're commanded by God to do? No other guys before you? Okay. Somebody else? To love God and keep his commandments. Okay, anybody else? To do what? Okay, somebody else. I heard somebody else. Yes? Reach the loss. Okay, yes? You'll find there's no, no wrong answers. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's all a part of that, but I want to remind you, many of you have already been on target and hit it head on. Love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. This is the first commandment. First, what? Commandment with promise, yeah. Okay. And the second one is love your neighbor as yourself. Okay. <clears throat> now, now what, did, what did the word say? On these hang all the law and the prophets. Just on these two things. We're, we're talking about Blessed. Loving your neighbor as yourself is reaching out to them. You know, I'm sure that, that if you've got some neighbors like we have, at times they're not neighbors that you would say, wow, uh, we're going to just sit down together and we're going to have us quite a time tonight. You know, they're... And so... You know, the neighbor goes by the store after work and he, he gets him about four six-packs and it's not Coke. And he proceeds to throw the cans out the door as he gets finished with them. Now, that's not my neighbor. I don't have a neighbor like that that I know of. I'm just, I'm just throwing this out there. Well, how can you love that kind of neighbor? Are you, are you saying, oh, my good neighbor, you are doing so well. You know, I love you just the way you are. Is that what the Bible's talking about? I, I don't think so. To love your neighbor as yourself is not enabling sin. It is not uh, just, uh, just agreeing with whatever they would do or or. Maybe it's, it's a neighbor that's not involved in anything. But loving your neighbor as yourself is, is valuing your neighbor's soul. To, to reach to them, to try to, to try to bring them the word of God, to try to, to uh, rescue them from sin, if you will. Caring enough to pull them from the fire. And so, most important is that you love God. 
Okay, next question. How do you really love God? Keep his commandments? Somebody else? Really loving God. All right. To really love God. Yes. Someone else. Yeah. Okay. All right. How do we love, how do we really love God? Well, in all of these, you have pretty well summed up what I wrote down. To, to really love God is to worship the Lord and follow his commandments. Okay, now I want to introduce another dynamic into the equation. All right, are you ready for this? This is, this is a really pointed question. But I'm kind of excited about asking it to you. <laughs> How many of you have been convicted lately? Raise your hand. Man, I'm, I'm kind of shocked. Raise it up real high. <laughs> Good deal. Awesome. Awesome. <clears throat> you say, have you been convicted lately? Yes, I have. And so, now let me ask you another question. You won't have to raise your hands on this. But did you change anything? Let that sink in just a little bit. You've been convicted of something, but did it cause you to change that that you were convicted of? You know, <clears throat> I'll, I'll share with you what the Lord convicted me of. I was, at times, I, as, as a preacher, could get very critical of other preachers. And I would critique what they say or what they did. Or and so the Lord convicted me and I made up my mind that I would not do that with the help of the Lord. Because we don't know where they are and we don't know. You know, sometimes we get to the point that if if I don't say it, it's not from God. If it's not the way I would do it, then something's wrong. And so <clears throat> I, want, I, would, I would love for this church, I want to have an attitude for this church. This, this church has been said many times, and I, I believe that it is true. People have come in and preached at this church and said, your folks love the Word of God. Your folks love preaching. And I want you to love preaching. So I, I share that to you. There will be times that, that people might, might seem like it's, you know, not really exactly what we're looking for or whatever. But you never know who God's talking to. You never know on what level God is speaking to somebody. And so, so we, I, I, have, I have felt like, and I, I believe that God directed me, that I, I need to be very, very careful about what I say and what I think and 
and, uh, and how I respond. I want to, when I hear the word of God, no matter who it is, I want to respond and say, God, let that touch me. Let me be convicted. I, I want God to convict you all the time. I would, <clears throat> if nobody had raised a hand, I would say, we're doing something totally wrong. But when we're convicted of God, then God can move upon us. There's a, the old song says, I'm tired of being stirred but not being changed. I want to be changed in the presence of God. Everything that happens to us is for a purpose. Everything that we go through is for a purpose. It can either push us toward God or draw us further away from God. I want to I want to approach God like never before. So let's get back to the <clears throat> adoration of God. Remember that's the first part of of a bless or blessed. It's an adoration of God and God responds in like manner in doing stuff for your life. So, worship. How can my worship be pure? Jeff, you have not responded. How can my, you're, you're our worship leader. How can my worship be pure? Okay. Somebody else? Okay. Expound on that. Okay, Brother Lindsay. Yes, yes.
You know, that's, a, that's an excellent, excellent statement to, <clears throat> to help our worship is to go by the prayer room and get ready for worship. You know, uh, I've, I've been on the job. I've, I've worked a job many times, preached, uh, get a message, uh, work a full-time job, work uh, <clears throat> several hours and, and run to the church, get ready, come to the church, preach a message, go back the next day, go to work, and, uh, and sometimes you hear words, obscene words, and those words flash across your mind. Does that happen to anybody else? Those words come flashing loud and clear. You got to rebuke those and put them out. You got to, God, I want to be clean before you. I want to I be innocent before you, Lord Jesus. I want to purge that out of my mind and out of my heart. And I know sometimes we come in awfully tired and, uh, because we put, a, we put a full day in. And guess what? If any day can be a struggle, it'll be Wednesday. If anything's going to happen, it's going to be Wednesday. And so, so understand that everything that goes on is, is, is well, it's just it's another one of those days. No, it's not another one of those days. It's because the devil knows what you're going to do. He knows where you're going. He knows if the people are, of God are in one mind and one accord, anything can happen in the sanctuary. So, so that, that is a, a very, very uh, uh, great comment, Brother Lindsay, about uh, and uh, all of us to go by the prayer room before church. Okay, now the, the next question. How can I improve my worship? Brother Wayne. Amen. Very good. Someone else? This is Carrie. All right. The question again, 
How can I improve my worship? Somebody else. Yeah. All right, someone else? I'm not getting you. What? Oh, practice makes perfect. Okay. All right, I got you. I was waiting for you to interject that. That, Now I understand. All right, good. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Sister Lindsay. All right. Awesome. Brother Keith. Thank you. 
All right. Brother Sam, I saw your hand. Yes. Amen. Brother Lindsay? All right, we, you know, we understand, we realize that the, the Word of God is, is very plain, that, that it, it tells us when we begin to worship, when we begin to praise the Lord, God does certain, God moves. We, we know that, we know that, and, uh, and we understand that. <clears throat> so let's go, to the, let's go to the Sermon on the Mount for just a moment. Uh, when I was in Israel, one of the most, uh, one of the, strangest and uh, things was to see that place where the Sermon on the Mount actually happened. Anybody need to be baptized? It sounds like it's ready. Uh, okay, let's get back to the... <clears throat> so we were, we were on, the, on that mountainside looking at it and to hear them say that they put people every place all along that mountainside. And somehow the acoustics of, of where that is, where the water comes up to that, it, it just carries. And, and how that somebody was talking there and they could hear way over here and way over there and way over there. So they tested it out and they felt like twenty-five to 50,000 people could hear every word that was said. Have you ever, have you ever thought about that for just a moment when you, when you looked at that Sermon on the Mountain? How'd they hear him? I did. Isn't it, isn't it cool that the Lord thought of everything? He had everything there. And so it, <clears throat> when, when you look at that, uh, the Beatitudes, uh, I'll, let's, let's read them. Let's look through them quickly in Matthew chapter 5 and uh, verse number 1. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into the mountain, and when he was said, his disciples came unto him. Verse 2, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Verse 4, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, 
for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Now, let's, let's look at it for just a moment. Blessed are those that mourn. Blessed are the meek, the merciful, those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, those that are persecuted, those that weep, those are, that are reviled, defamed, reproached by men. This is thought to be the, the most insightful message that Jesus ever preached. Many label it as his greatest message ever. We know it as the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes. What are Beatitudes? I always thought it was attitudes to be. Well, <clears throat> that really doesn't, that's not really what it means. But in a practical way, it, it does mean that. Amen? Amen? Thank you for agreeing with me. And so Beatitudes are, are supreme blessings. It's condition or statement of blessedness. blessedness. Okay, so we've covered all of that. Okay, we're talking about blessed. Am I blessed? What happens when I have health issues? What happens when someone loses a job? Crystal mentioned getting a good job. What happens when someone loses a job? Because the company is downsizing or some reason or other, who knows what. Is blessings the absence of hardships? Not everyone, not everything should connect us closer to God. But that's what blessings do. The kingdom matters more than anything else. So <clears throat> I'm not going to ask you that question out loud, but I'm going to say this. Jesus' blessings are connected with the kingdom. Let's, let's, look, at, let's look at Matthew 13 and verse number 44, the most important part of this lesson tonight. I'm talking about blessed. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in the field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth the field. The most important thing in your life is where you are in the kingdom. The most important thing that you have is the ability to inherit the kingdom. That's what blessings are for. Blessings draw us closer to God. But what happens when I don't necessarily feel blessed because some issues come up. 
what happens when loved ones that are lost are in the equation? What happens when I've had hardship and pain in my life? You see, blessings are not just counted as things and stuff in your life. Blessings are not counted in, in a balance of good against evil in your life. Blessings are counted in what draws you to the Lord. Many times, many times, God doesn't send these things our way. You know, because sin abounds, stuff happens. Because sin is there. The fallout from sin is horrendous. It causes pain. It causes difficulties. You know that as well as I do. When you have health issues, it's not God sitting up on the throne saying, all right, target him or target. That's not what's happening. What's happening is, is there's sin is in our world. And because certain things happen to this body and the body grows old, and yes, God can heal anything and everything. I believe that. But why does God choose sometimes not to? We look at it sometimes through the lenses of, okay, here's the deal. Uh, God is either blessing me or God is hurting me. No. What we need to look at it through the lens of this life is just a preparation for one of the most glorious things that have, could ever happen to a person. If heaven is, is a one, one billionth of what we've heard it is, that's because we don't know the half of it. We don't even know the starting of the story. Heaven is a place of goodness. Heaven is the place where God dwells. Heaven is the place. Jesus said, I go to prepare you a place that where I am, there you may be also. Heaven is the most glorious thing that could happen to a life. I must be saved. Jesus gives that ultimate example to do everything, to sell everything, do everything in your power to purchase that one field because there's a treasure there that is so valuable. And he's giving, he's, he's giving that greatest example to us. And so do everything that you can do all that you can to make sure that we're in that kingdom. Do whatever we can to make sure we're right with God. You know, many times people will run something by. Pastor, do you think that was right? You think I did right? Well, they're wanting me to say, yeah, you did right. Good job. And that may very well be the case, but it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what he thinks. That's the most important thing that matters. 
It starts with obeying Him and His Word. It starts with doing what we know is right. Trying to, trying just, forgive me, tying ourselves, I'll get it right, tying ourselves to the presence of God. Once again, as we sum this up, blessing always starts with us, not Him. I think the most important thing that I learned from this lesson is that it starts with me, not Him. I'm to worship the Lord. I'm to enter into the presence of God. And if I can enter into the presence of God, do what I know is right, then things will begin to trickle back my way. Will everything be okay at all times? I'm afraid not. Will, will just good things happen to me? I don't think so. But if you're blessed of God, whether you're going through hardships or pain or trouble, your way will be paved to approach the living God. This life is just for a moment. The things that we go through are just for a moment. But we're talking about eternity with God. We're talking about forever and ever and ever with God. Start with to do what's right. When God convicts us, let's respond to Him. When God calls us, when we hear the voice of God, let us respond. Here I am, Lord. Praise God. And so, as we close this lesson tonight, we could truly say when we understand is that I am truly blessed of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God loves you. God loves you. But it is our responsibility to love God. I want to I put in me, I want to I put in my makeup, I want to put in my everything, DNA, whatever it is, if I can have anything to put in there. I, wanna, I want to have a focus that, God, I want to serve you. I want to do what's right. God, I want, you to, I want you to say, that's my friend. I want you, I want you to look at, at me, God, and say, that's a person that I know that's faithful. Shall we stand? So, in this lesson, I feel such a, such a nearness of God, I, Appreciate your help in it. But let us, let us learn from this lesson that our first responsibility for blessings comes from us. 
I'm going to do more than what I've ever done before. I'm going to worship more, Brother Jeff. I'm going to praise the Lord more. I'm going to step out in faith more. I'm going to allow God's Spirit to move. I'm going to love God more. God, let me love you more. God, let me have a heart for you. As David says, as the heart uh, panteth after the water brook, oh God, let my soul long after you. Hallelujah. Could we just take a moment as we, as we close in this service and could we make a commitment to the Lord? Oh Lord, touch my mind.